Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We're back. Live with more Gabe Ramirez and SCORE senior football analyst Hub Arkish on 670 The Score. My bad, my bad. You could, we, we could, there's more, more transition outside if you guys want. Or, you know what, I gotta be honest, I'll, I'm sure my wife would be like, yeah, come back home. I can't see Leo. Leo, I'm gonna move that chair in just a second bothering me now you should come in the room and move it now that now i feel weird about it see this is why ray diaz has been here for so long and this is ray understands how this business works you know what i'm saying be more like ray ray diaz coming in to move the chair in an instant in a heartbeat because he knows that's exactly what to do hub arkish and i hanging out till nine o'clock today hub you didn't bring no sandwiches for me man I'm sorry. I, I was late getting here, oh, and really? I'm still writing a script for the TV show. And I, okay, I'm going to starve. So you are too. Okay. Unfortunately, well, I got a slice of pizza here, so I could oh, I could, I could slice it in half. And we oh could, no, uh, no, I'm I'm fine. Do a little bit of that, uh, Hub. I've, I'm, I've been excited about talking to you today, uh, just because you know have some Bears thoughts. And the first one I wanted to open open with, and we will uh, get the phone lines going in just a little bit. So make sure you guys uh, hang out for that. I wanted to talk, a lot of people, you know, are talking about, just like just like we were during transition, you know, Justin Fields, the next, the short-term future. But I, I want to have more conversations with you specifically about the, the, the long-term success and future of the Chicago Bears, right? Mm-hmm. Because I do think they're headed in the right direction. And we were kind of touching on it where, you know, organizations that have, that have won consistently throughout the decades or have been known as winning franchises, like... Let's talk about what that looks like and, and how far away, right? If those were the variables that are not yet there for the Chicago Bears, you know, what, what, what that looks like for that organization. Well, I think we have to learn more about and have a better understanding of both Kevin Warren and Ryan Poles, you know, and, and how this team is going to be run, you know, in the next couple of years, how it's going to be rebuilt. We, we're, we've seen the start. And, and all, all they're focused on right now with this rebuild is getting more talent, you know, which is where you got to start a rebuild. Okay. Um, but at some point, you know, if they draft and the, the right guys and sign the right free agents and the talent does get better and they go to the playoffs next year, they were never going this year, you know, and, and, and I don't, I'm not saying they're going next year, but the, the third year, the second full year of a rebuild is enough time to have the talent because you only got to win what nine, ten games these days to get to the playoffs. So if if they take that step next year, do they then start, 
you know, doing the key things to become one of the best teams in the league and adding special players. It's one thing to improve the talent. It's another thing to, to pick the right special players. Now, I think we saw a great hope and sign in Montez Sweat because I started talking about them trading specifically for him week two. We knew what was going on in Washington. We knew that him and the other kid were going to be available. You know, they both ended up getting traded. And 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 Sweat is, is a guy who I think everybody can see is going to go to a few Pro Bowls. Yeah. You know, now if you get four or five of those guys, then you are, you know, doing it right. Then you've got one of those organizations you're talking about, like the 49ers, the one we mentioned, who's going to be competitive every year, regardless of who the quarterback is. And and that's what I want to see more of the rest of this season. And that's going to be the most important thing really next season is seeing the new additions when they're really at the point where they should be thinking about trying to get to the playoffs. Yeah, you, unique position for the Chicago Bears where, you know, for the last two seasons they've had an immense amount of draft, or draft capital and money, mm-hmm. right, to be able to give free agents and, and to build their team. And so I, like you, think that the Bears, even next year, I mean, if they make the playoffs, that would be great, but I don't think they'd be vying for a Super Bowl. It's two years out, right, because I know they're going to be able to make additions uh, this offseason. And then players getting older, wiser, still being in their contracts, and then still being the add-on in that third year. Then I say, okay, well, in my mind as I play this game out, play this game where I think to the future of the Bears, year three, they're good, good enough to at least be at the top of the NFC. And then I, I can't seem to think past that. Mm-hmm. It, you know, because then it's the re-signing of players. Mm-hmm. Then it's the reloading of things. You build something from the ground up. Okay, that almost seems not easy, but easier than keeping it going. Where if yeah, I can get rid of bad players, add some good ones. Woof, I did it. Right, mm-hmm. it's like writing a first album. They mm-hmm. say you wait, you you wait, you wait your whole life to write your first album. That's why sophomore albums are so bad because then you're forced <laughs> to write the second one. Right. So 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 tr- take me there. Take me to the re-signing of of particular players like a DJ Moore or, you know, you know, is it confidence in, in who's there to think that, you know, they've hit at, at a high enough rate already that that would then continue. Like take, take me to three years from now when we know they're good and the bears building from that. Well, I, you know, I don't think we know enough yet to, to because I, I'm thinking about last year's draft, forget this year's, I'm not ready to analyze that one yet. You know, yeah. We're still trying to figure out how much they got out of the last one. And, and this year's draft is starting to look pretty decent. I mean, Tyreek Stevenson, I think, has a chance to be a special cornerback, yeah. you know, what we've seen from him. Uh, all of a sudden now, you know, the kids that they took in the second round, the defensive line are starting to make plays, you know. And if, if these drafts are, if they become as good as they could become based on what we've seen so far, then you have a reason to start to get a little excited because that tells us that that Poles knows what he's doing there, you know, and and I think from what we've seen so far, there is hope that he does. All those free agent signings this year are looking pretty good, I think, you you know, and and so again, if you've got the right guy in Ryan Poles and if Kevin Warren knows how to manage him and everything about the finances of the organization, then you have what you need to build one of these teams that is a contender and a competitor every year. Yeah, when you say that, Hub, I start to think of where now everyone that's, as you were mentioning, the draft picks from last year and this year, you, the assumption was when they came in or got drafted that they would need to be starters because the team was, you know, obviously talent deficient. So now in three years, now when I put those two statements together, I'm like, okay, well, in three years, those draft picks are now depth, mm-hmm. right? And now, now instead of 
you know, banking on Tyreek Stevenson being your absolute starter and, and being sad that he's not having forced to be Terrell Smith in the event that he goes down. Now a Tyreek type is your Terrell Smith instead of vice versa. So, so okay, so it's, so it's building on the roster, getting special players. And for me, Hub, I, I, I'm fearful of staying with a Justin Fields, right? Because I, I like you, I think he's going to be, I think he should be starting week one of next year. We think that who will be backing him up is different people, but we both think that there should still be an opportunity given to him to be able to prove himself because he is getting better week week after week as we're seeing. I'm fearful of the 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 time where Justin is not, you know, where where it comes to a clear realization that he is not the quarterback for the Chicago Bears, and then they have to move on from him. Because then you're left with, are you getting a veteran quarterback? Right, and that's what I think. Again, fearful of. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying. To, this is like a therapy session, hub. Where I'm just. These are the things that I'm scared when it comes to the Chicago Bears. When was you know Jay Cutler was the last you know really good veteran quarterback, and then after that, you know the only you know I'm thinking of a Nick Foles, and I'm 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 not excited about that opportunity either to bring somebody like that in. Well, there's nothing exciting about it, but it may be the right thing to do for a year or two. I mean, you look at what Gardner Minshew is, is doing. Gardner Minshew is doing right now. What Baker Mayfield is doing right now. I mean, these are guys who at one time were also supposed to be top quarterbacks, didn't become top quarterbacks, but they're now playing at a high enough level to win NFL games and to get to the playoffs. You know, now I don't know if they could win a Super Bowl if they got there or not. Probably not, but. You know, there's nothing wrong with having one of those guys on your ride. I mean, I'm sure that right now, Luke Getze and Matt Eberflus probably wish that they had (laughs) Mayfield or Minshew, you know, and and they don't. And that's okay because that's where they're at in the rebuild. But the thing about Justin that that, that makes me crazy is everybody, oh, trade him. They're not getting a first-round draft choice for Justin Fields. If you're trading him, why is somebody going to give you a number one pick for him? I mean, you know, I don't know how much they can get for him in a trade. And so I think he has more value to him giving it another year and more time to develop. Also take advantage of these draft picks and get another top quarterback to compete with him. There's nothing wrong with having two potential, yeah. you know, starting quarterbacks. People, because that's what everybody keeps saying, huh, right? It's like, oh, well, when I've said that, right, when I've said, hey, in my ideal situation, you know, New England has number two, Bears have one, New England wants their guy so much, they don't want another team to leapfrog them to get the Bears slot. So then they trade with the Bears. Bears get two, and, and the draft picks and the quarterback. And but everyone's counter that to that is, you can have Justin Fields with you know Drake May or or, or Caleb Williams, whatever. Sit, you know, sitting behind him, why not? Mm-hmm. Why why not? Is is a rookie quarterback going to come in with so much you know so much cockiness that he's like, no, I need to be starting week one of the season? Well, there's not only that, but you also have to realize that maybe. Justin Fields can be a great NFL player, but not a great NFL quarterback. Has anybody been watching what the New Orleans Saints are doing right now? Has anybody been watching what the Lions are doing right now with these ex-quarterbacks who are now multi-purpose players? I mean, you know, Justin Fields... I mean, Fields, Cle- Cleveland did it on Sunday with yeah. Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, you know, Justin Fields is a great person. He is a great athlete. He is a great runner. He has not shown that he's a quarterback yet. So, so it, but you have him, and if you can get your quarterback 
and keep him as your quarterback's great weapon. There's nothing wrong with that either. I'm not saying that's what they're thinking or that's what yeah. they're doing, but there are all kinds of options here. And and all the fans and, and some of these media people keep focusing on the options that aren't good ones. You know, yeah. I don't know why they're doing that. That'd be a tough, I'm sure that'd be a tough sell to get Justin to buy into, you know, being that type of a Taysom Hill type quarterback. I well, think that he'd probably like force his way out of Chicago before he, you know, was relegated and accepted of that that kind of role, don't you think? It's interesting to me to hear you say that because I don't think that. As a matter of fact, I think the opposite because of a lot of the positive things that so many of us have to say about him. He's an impressive young man. He's a smart young man. And when I became terribly concerned about his developing into the Bears franchise quarterback, was it was between week four or five when he I was sitting in the room when he made the statement and he was asked, I forget who asked the question, well, what is not working now? And when he said it might be the way I'm being coached, mm. it was at that moment that I pretty much made up my mind he's not going to be the Bears franchise. <laughs> you know, right, right, right. And, and, you know, and, and there are so many, again, I don't take it seriously, but we have to listen to what fans say and what other media members say. And, and when they, you know, talk about – Getsy being the problem or Flus being the problem, and he was right. No, he couldn't have been more wrong. It was a dumb thing to say. That's why he couldn't wait to try and take it back, you yeah, know, before, before practice was even over. But, but it, that's the way his mind works. And, you know, he doesn't understand what he doesn't know yet. And, and that's the problem. But he is such a quality person and athlete, and I think very much wants to be a star in the league, that if that was the option, based on you know more things that have happened on the field, because that's not going to happen overnight. But if that was where he ended up with the Bears, it might not be the worst thing in the world. you know. And um, quite frankly, he can try and force a trade, but he's the Bears' property for at least two more years. So if that's where he fits best, then take advantage of it. Yeah, yeah. But you know, the, the, the in 2023, sometimes you can force your way out of a situation. We've seen a lot of people do. Even, even Chase Claypool. Did it. If you were think, you know, him speaking to the media, right, was probably a way where, you know, he was like, man, I don't want to be here. And I know if I say this, it's going to get me out of here. And so I'm just, I'm just saying people can do that. I feel like Justin Fields would want to prove that he can be a, a, a starter in the NFL. And this is coming from somebody that does want to move on from Justin Fields. I'll be very clear. Um, but I, I just I look at him and I look at his makeup and then especially with everyone just saying how good he is. You know, guys like Darnell Mooney this week and, and DJ Moore. I think he'd want to prove that he could start somewhere, but it'd be, it'd be interesting because I, again, I do feel like next year he should be the starter with a rookie behind him. And then the, he gets the chance to prove himself. And then the rookie could learn what I've been saying is the rookie could learn to what to do and what not to do from Justin Fields. Right. If, and just like any other person that gets an opportunity to sit. I think what we completely agree on is that just because you get another quarterback doesn't mean you have to get rid of Justin Fields. <laughs> right, you know? right, right, right. And, and, and with where they're at because of the good shape that Ryan Poles put them in with these extra draft picks and with the ability to make a move like that. Now, with my plan, uh, which is not uh, you know anything more than what I think sure. could work. So, so this is awesome, beautiful space for radio. It's... Well, yeah, but, but I mean, if you believe... Everybody, I think, agrees that if they all come out, there's going to be five, at least four, maybe five or six quarterbacks in the first mm-hmm. round. If you believe that Williams isn't the one, the best, then the Bears have all the tools they need to do whatever they want and get everything, not just a quarterback. Correct. Um, now, the question is, with the other three or four after May and Williams, 
you know, is there a franchise quarterback? That I don't know yet. Yeah. Nobody knows that yet, you know, but I haven't even seen enough of them to say that one of them is. But if you believe that, then you have all the tools you have to fix everything at once, and, and this could be a great offseason for them. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. Uh, it's Gabe Ramirez. It's Hub Arkish here on 670 The Score. We got Leo Stoddard producing today. Leo, what up, man? You feeling good over there? Yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm excited Hub, to do the show. Hub, did you know that Leo Stoddard is a two-time all-conference track star? That's right. Leo and I actually just met for the first time about oh, 25 yeah, minutes really? ago. Oh, so crazy. that it's good that's to know. That's I tell people when I first meet them. I like that was a little uh, while ago. That, you want, that, that should be your new clip right there. Did you know <laughs> that Leo is I – mean, I, mean, I don't know why I'm impressed like a big brother. I feel like this like, great, my little brother is a, a two-time All-State track star. i got to tell people All-conference, about that. All-conference, not All-State. Damn, All-conference. i got to write the first time, though. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, Leo, would you do us the favor of opening up the phone lines, please? Yes, sir. All right. Um, we've been talking a lot of Bears talking about the future of the Bears, um, but most certainly are interested in the present and what is going on. And we'd love to get your calls and your thoughts. we got Hub Arkish here hanging out. Uh, 312-644-6767. Thoughts on the future of the Bears, where they're headed, what direction they should be going in, and what you would do in that scenario. We'll take your calls after this. 312-644-6767. It's Gabe Ramirez. It's Hub Arkish right here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We're back live with more Gabe Ramirez and score senior football analyst Hub Arkish on 670 The Score. Got a chance to talk about the future of the Chicago Bears and what that could look like. Having a team that is successful year in and year out. Wow. What does that feel like? I just feel like there were a couple years in my, you know, adult age hub where, you know, Bears are pretty good. And then just a lot of heartache. I covered a team like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure for quite quite a while. Well, no, it wasn't for quite a oh. while. And it was actually 40 years ago, but it was 84 through 89. Oh. You know, but I mean... Uh, I was still young, actually. Um, but it was special. It, and, and to get back there 
would be just great. Talk, and, well, well, talk to me about like before we get to these phone calls. Talk to me about like the years leading up to that to that, to that big Super Bowl, right? Like people always talk about the Super Bowl year, but we never hear like the years leading up to it. Were they close the year before? Was there were they like did they add a piece that got them over the hump to get you know like what was? You know, I think that there was a sense in '84 that what was coming, well, not that they were as good as they turned out to be, okay. but that they were the, that they were almost there. And then because the defense was still good in '84, the defense was good throughout the '80s, okay. e- even even early in the '80s, and, and even before Ditka got there. You know, okay. and and um, I think that there really was a sense in '84 that maybe something really cool is happening here, and then '85 that's too hard to describe, you know? And the fact that they didn't win another one after 85 was disappointing because the 86, 87, 88 teams, they were all just as good. It was all the same team. They were young in 85 when they won that Super Bowl, And, and that, you know, five, six year stretch was, uh, you know, the best football I've ever seen in, in, in Chicago. But my dad always blames it on Wilbur Marshall. Well, not not getting re-signed, right? Is that what he's? He, that's the one thing he because all he was like, oh, it's because they wouldn't re-sign Wilbur Marshall. <laughs> I just be like, what? No, okay, I mean, one thing. They, they, well, actually, the only the reason they only won one Super Bowl was the same story as we have today. Who was the quarterback? They didn't have the quarterback, you know. Okay, and, and I'm not I, Jim McMahon, different guy, yeah. you know, <laughs> and 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 was a big, a huge part of that Super Bowl team, of course, and, and a pretty and a pretty good quarterback. Although I'm sure you know never really became the starter anywhere else, you know, after he left Chicago. Um, but, you know, that team was based on defense and Walter, you know, and, and Walter was near the end. And you can't win with just defense. You can be great, you know, with good defense. But offensively, you know, they, they weren't special. They, they had a really good offensive line, you know. Um, but it it was it, what we were talking about earlier. They had – probably seven or eight special players, you know, okay. and that's why they were competitive for five or six years. But what they didn't have was the quarterback who could be the difference. And they didn't have the receivers, you know, who could win games for you with special plays like we saw last night. Um, yeah. You know, and, and, and then since then, I, I mean, I can't explain it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've been all, we've all been trying to figure that you out. Know, everybody's always looking for somebody to blame in Chicago. <laughs> yeah. You don't need to blame anybody. That's but true. but you know why things went wrong for thirty some years after that group? I can't really answer that for you. Other than they just didn't have the talent. They they had some more good coaches. You, you yeah. know, uh, um, they, they had some good drafts. You know, they had some good players, but they just didn't have enough, and they didn't have the key to being, you know, the Chiefs or or, or now the Forty ers or or maybe you could say the Bengals, you know, when he's healthy, they didn't have the quarterback who could make the difference when everybody else wasn't getting the job done. Yeah, and that's what a lot of people are debating about right now. What is that quarterback situation going to look like for the Chicago Bears? It's Gabe Ramirez. It's Hub Arkish here on 670 The Score. Let's go to some phones as we're out here on a wonderful Tuesday. Let's go to Harry out in Salem, Wisconsin. Harry, um, you got a question about Justin Fields and what compensation could look like for him, right? Hi, Gabe. Appreciate taking the call. I enjoy your work. And, Hub, always great to hear your opinion. Um, I'm agreeing that we should trade uh, Carolina's pick, um, given that we'll likely not be able to differentiate necessarily who's the best quarterback, Williams, May, Daniels. Trade the pick for a boatload. 
And and at the same time, I still think there needs to be a quarterback drafted. Uh, Hub, I'll respect your opinion. I'm going to think about it. McCarthy, perhaps, perhaps. <laughs> my question is, my question is, and I know it's insanity, and I don't believe it for a second, that we could ever get a first-round draft choice for Fields. But And I think the most you'll ever get is a third. I have a hard time thinking that Fields would accept a hybrid role, but I think he'd be incredibly effective. So I'll back up once more, and I'll position my question. Would you guys, Hub, would you trade Fields for a third if you could get him, get one? Well, let me be clear on one thing first. McCarthy's not even my pick yet. Right now, as I look at these quarterbacks, he's the one that I that looks to me to maybe have the best shot to be a franchise quarterback. But the draft is still what four or five months yeah, away. Yeah, a lot of, I'm lot not of even saying I would necessarily. <laughs> yeah. But 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 I I think that the the point is it's not just Williams. It's not just May. There, you know this. There's five or six of these guys now. Would I trade Justin Fields uh, for a third round pick? No. I, I, I don't think that's enough. You know, I, I think that he has more potential value to the Bears than that third-round pick is likely to have. I think that you have to get a high second-round pick uh, to, At least, to, right. to feel good about it. I, I just can't imagine why anybody would give up a first-round pick knowing that he's yeah. that the Bears don't believe in him, and the Bears already gave up you know but multiple first-round picks. But for maybe, him. It's like a, maybe it's like maybe it's like a desperate team that's losing their quarterback that gets like has like a twentieth pick or something like. Let, let's just say, like the Vikings, right? If they win like two more games, then they'll probably have like the twentieth pick. Kirk Cousins is walking away. Let's just say, and then the the Vikings give up the. 20. I'm not saying that. I'm saying something like that would maybe equate to a first round pick. I guess you'd look for you wait for a desperate team, Cub, because what we what we both know is that Ryan Poles in each of his first two seasons has made a trade at the deadline. Mm-hmm. He's not afraid to, and he's not afraid to pick up the call, pick up the phone, or make phone calls for that matter. And maybe there are, there'll be some desperate teams that would want a Justin Fields. Middle of next season, you know, if he's performing at an all right level and the Bears are ready to hand the keys to, to the, you know, to the incumbent uh, quarterback, that, that would be interesting mm-hmm. if that were the case. But again, I, look at me. I'm, that's the, the fan. The fan is coming out of me trying to get the, the best possible, best possible return for Justin Fields as opposed to a real one. Like, well, yeah, the problem with that plan, though, it's not a plan, but the problem with that idea is that then you're, pretty much writing off next year again, too. You know, I mean, if you're keeping fields, you're starting him, but then you're going to trade him halfway through the season? Well, because what if you I'm, – I'm, I'm talking about a scenario where you're you're not – let's say we're seven games in the season and he's three and four. Mm-hmm. I think at that point maybe they might be saying to themselves, okay, we thought Justin was going to be a lot better than this. He's three and four. You know, we want to make a push because we do like our team. Let's trade Justin Fields. Yeah, I mean, that would be yeah. okay. I, yeah, I'm not yeah, saying yeah. that's wrong. I'm just saying that wouldn't be part of my plan today as to how I want to rebuild this <laughs> right, thing. Right, 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 right. I mean, you know, my reason for saying I would keep him is because I can still get my next quarterback and keep him and still get more by by not doing it with the first pick, by doing it with whatever it's the fourth or the seventh pick or wherever they end up. Um, and, and so I think that is a real option. That's That's the problem with Justin Fields is that, you know, everybody thinks that I, because I've, from the beginning of the season, I've been saying I'm not so sure. Mm. Everybody thinks I'm anti-Justin Fields. It couldn't be further from the truth. I'm really impressed by the young man in a lot of ways, just not as a franchise quarterback. And, you know, there's only 31 guys who matter right now. 
the 31 who might make the trade to get him, okay? And they've been seeing the same thing that I've been focused on, which is the couple things that he has shown no improvement on and that that if he doesn't improve, he won't be a franchise quarterback. And again, that's his reading of the field, his decision-making, and his accuracy. And and, and I keep hearing all this talk from all the fans and, and other members of the media and everything. He's done this, he's done that. Go back and watch the tape, guys. He has not improved in those three areas, and those are the ones that matter the most if you're going to be a franchise quarterback. Yeah, when I'm doing the overnights hub uh, on the football on our football Mondays here, it's those are the conversations that are that we're having about Justin, and, and people are like, "Hey, you know, he's I I really like Justin. I, I love what he does." And then I'll say, "Okay, well, what does he need to work on?" And it'll be things that we've been saying consistently for three years, and that's what I try to point out. I'm just like, "Hey, there's just certain." areas it's not that people think that if you say something bad about just justin fields you're you're saying he's trash and it's not it's not not that's not what's happening he i I keep continuing to say he's he's between 13 and 17 in in, in the nfl right now he's a good quarterback but there's an opportunity to you know to improve on that and i think you should be trying to improve in every area of your team even if that means the quarterback position let's go back out to the phones let's go to greg in highland park greg uh, what what's your thought on on Justin Fields and his future here with uh, the Chicago Bears? So I love the pairing of you guys. My question is more for Hub. Hub, we spend a lot of time talking about the Justin Fields issue or questions, but like how much of it is governed by who's going to be the new head coach, or what role does that have to play in deciding what's going to happen with Fields? Is there a timing thing and maybe a sequence thing that we should be keeping in mind? I have a question for you. You've already decided that there's going to be a new head coach. I'm saying if, right? If no, okay. and I haven't. Yeah. The, but but assu- maybe for the purpose of the question, assuming there is, like, how much input or or is that part of the evaluation process? If if they're considering a new head coach, what is the potential candidate's thoughts about Justin Fields or a different person or Matt Eberflus is going forward? Like, what's the sequence? Do you think of how this this is decided? It's a good question. Well, I think the answer is that if they are hiring a new head coach and not giving him significant say in who the quarterback is going to be, then they shouldn't bother because they're going to screw it up again. You know, I mean, if there is a new head coach, he will have significant input, not into whether or not they keep Justin, but if they're going to take another quarterback, who it's going to be and who they want the starting quarterback to be. They also are going to want to, if they hire a new head coach, get his opinion on where Justin's at and what they and whether they think he is still developable. Developable. Let's uh, that's a word. <laughs> developable. That sounds about right to me. Let's um let, let's let's pull that back just a little bit because I want the answer to the other side of the question, and that is if Eberflus uh, keeps his job, mm-hmm. whose voice will be the loudest? Because you just said it right. In in the event they bring in another coach, his voice will be heard loudly by everyone. But in the event that it's still Eberflus. Whose voice is going to be the loudest when assessing Justin Fields and his future with the Bears? Well, I think it's pretty clear that that Matt Eberflus reports to Ryan Poles. You know, and, and it's Ryan Poles. If he doesn't have that authority, then he should go get another GM job because this isn't a good one. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, right. he has to be in complete control of, in charge of the roster. That's why you gave him the job. And as I think we've agreed, he's done some good things. You know, but um, I, I think that. Uh, as near as I can tell, he and Flus have a very good relationship, and they, and they seem to communicate often and, and and with trust in each other and with 
and believing what each other have to say. So, you know, everybody keeps, not everybody, a lot of people keep separating Holes or Flus or maybe, or gets you, yeah. whoever. They all, they're all part of the organization. Poles is the boss. And, and so I think it's going to be Ryan Poles call as to what they do with Justin Fields. And I think he'll want to know what Flus thinks. And I think he'll listen to what Flus has to say. But at the end of the day, the guy who makes the decision is Ryan Poles. That's going to be interesting. He's Hub Arkus. I'm Gabe Ramirez at 670 to score. We got to take a break. All right. All right. Uh, we got, we're going to take some more phone calls. Uh, take some more thoughts. There's an interesting one. Uh, on here, and he's concerned about a specific area of the Chicago Bears, uh, especially in close games. Uh, we'll talk about that on the other side. It's Gabe Ramirez and Hub Arcus right here on 670 The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back live with more Gabe Ramirez and score senior football analyst Hub Arkish on 670 The Score. I was waiting for the beat to drop right there, man. This is a bad, this is a bad loop. I'm trying to get hyped. Leo Stoddard producing today. It's Gabe Ramirez, Hub Arkish, here on 670. The score hanging out till nine o'clock. Uh, Bears lose to the Cleveland Browns, twenty to seventeen. A game they most certainly, a lot of people feel like they should have won. Another game where they had a, a big lead late. And who do you think is more on Hub? You think it's more on the, the defense not stopping them or the offense not putting up points? That was a big, big debate on the overnight when after the game. You know, I don't know how you can fault the defense after the game they played. Right. The Cleveland Browns are nine and five. They're a playoff team. They're going to the playoffs again this year. They outplayed them. You know, and so to blame the defense or the coaches, just I don't see how you do that. Particularly when the offense didn't score any points. I mean, their points came from turnovers. You know, and and this is where I, again I go back and. I, I, I've I've got notes. I left them at home, but I wrote down the passes that Fields missed in the second half mm-hmm. that would have been plays that would have ended in points. You know, yeah. and and so I, I I think we make too much out of the fact that it's the third time in the fourth quarter. I know it's just frustrating and, and annoying and everything else, but then when you try and figure out well whose fault was it or how could it have been fixed or what could. It, I mean, I would ask somebody who wants to, if they want to, to call and tell me, what should Flus have done differently? What should Getze have done differently? Is it something, do you have any examples of where the coaches are responsible or is it that the players didn't execute? And how many times have we heard Flus say that? We've got to execute. You know, we've got a complimentary football, you know? Yeah. And so I thought that it was more on what the offense didn't do to make the lead even bigger in the fourth quarter. And again, I don't blame anybody for the loss. They, they lost to a better team is what happened. And, and I think that in this rebuild, people who understand what you're doing, fans should feel more good about what happened Sunday. Frustrated you lost the game, but, but, but look at how far this team has come in the last six, seven weeks. It's happening now, yeah. and this is what they're supposed to be doing. Definitely a lot closer than they've been in the last couple of years. That we know for sure. All right, it's Gabe, it's Hub, it's 670 to score. Let's go back out to the phone lines. We got Andy 
out in Kansas City. Andy, uh, we were just talking about it. Bears losing a close one, and that's a concern of yours over the last couple of weeks, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Gabe and Hub love the show, and, and Hub makes a great point. There's no question that this team is improving. You can see it. They're competitive. They're playing good teams really well. No question about that. Uh, but when you, you look at the NFL is a parity league also. We also. That's why everybody loves it. I mean, a lot of these games come down to one score. And you look in the Eberflus era, they've had 15 games that have been decided by one score. They're 3-12 and 12 in those games. So, you know, I don't know where, where you want to place the blame or whatever. Uh, an interesting stat, you know, kind of to Hub's point also, is that uh, throw out the pick six because the defense scored on its own, but that defense has is, is gotten 13 turnovers for that Bears offense here in the last several games, and they've scored on a grand total of five of them. And then, you know, the one um, in Cleveland, you know, where you get first and goal at basically the two-yard line, and it was like extracting a molar with your fingers trying to get in the end zone. I mean, basically, Fields had to make a great play to commit in order to score on that when, you know, maybe a couple of tush pushes or even one, you know, where you don't jump off sides gets you in the end zone. So, you know, yes, there's been really bad execution on offense. And, you know, to the, again, to, to Hub's point, and to your point, um, too, Gabe, is I, I actually would keep Fields around for a year. You mentioned I'm in the Kansas City area. So I think you probably draft a quarterback, you know, that maybe they wind up being a franchise quarterback. But if you look at Patrick Mahomes, he sat behind Alex Smith for a year. He didn't get thrown into the fire right away. So I, you know, there's no reason not to keep Fields. And also, all of these guys are getting injured all the time. I mean, Fields himself has missed four games. Yeah, that's a, Bacon that, is a really nice backup. You know, he's 2-2. Two and two. You can't really argue with it, but he's not a franchise quarterback yeah, either. Exactly. you got to have uh, – sometimes options is not a bad thing. I don't think a good team with multiple, you know, quarterbacks isn't a bad thing. But uh, in close games, uh, you know, he's, he's talking about – I heard it in his voice. He was talking, trying to lay the blame on someone. Well, <laughs> it was flus. I'll read it. I'll read his mind. It was flus. Yeah. You know, well, everybody wants to blame someone. I understand that. I, I just wish it was being done fairly. <laughs> you know, sure. that's all. Um, and, and you know, there was nothing. That, that was a good call. I mean, I'm not saying he said anything unreasonable or unfair. Um, but it's it, it, it's hard to be patient in anything, not just in football, but particularly when you only get 17 games a year. And when you see games get away like it did Sunday, you know, like it did the first one with the Lions, you know, those type of things, the Broncos. The Broncos one is still the one that kills me. Yeah. And, and and what people don't realize, the Broncos are probably a playoff team. You know, they've turned out to be a pretty good team. You know, it's it's not like the Bears just stink and they're, and they're you know, losing games because they right. don't know what they're doing. Um, it's it, so much of this is just about being patient and, 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 and accepting and understanding what you're watching these last few weeks that it is working. Um, it's just not working as fast as anybody would like it to. And, and I think the reality is at the end of the day, it's, it's the NFL. The blame is going to go back on the quarterback. The quarterback also gets all the credit. Nobody ever talks about that, but when it goes well, everybody assumes, well, it was the quarterback who did it, you know? Exactly. Um, and, and so it's not that there's anything wrong with Justin Fields. It's that, that's the position he's playing, and that's the and he knows that. That's the reality he has to accept. Yeah, a lot of pressure, like he said. He, ever since he stepped foot in Chicago, the media has been on him. Uh, but that's what you get when you come to a big market. A lot of eyes on you, especially here uh, when you play for the Chicago Bears. Let's take one more call before we go to break. We got George out in Houston. George, appreciate you listening on the Odyssey app. 
Um, what's your take on uh, Justin Fields and, and this upcoming draft? Hey, Gabe. Thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. So the, I have before me just a little bit of my thunder, but I'm wondering why is it such a big deal for the Bears to not keep Justin Fields holding on a fourth year of a rookie deal? And then, you know, draft either Caleb Williams or Drake May with the first or second pick wherever Carolina ends up. Well, it was interesting. It's interesting that you say that, George Underwater. But Hub had another idea for the Bears with that number one pick. If it, if if it's not a a quarterback at, at the one slot, well, your first thought has to be to trade it because you, we've we learned last year you can get so much for it. You got to find out what you can get for it. But another option, and, and this is where there are some things we do know. This is still being called one of the best quarterback draft groups of all time. There's more than one option. One thing I would seriously consider is using the number one pick on Marvin Harrison Jr who I'm told by a number of people who know more about it than me is the best player in this draft and is a good fit with the Bears. Can you imagine what him and DJ Moore together would look like with Cole Komet and, and how good that would be for the quarterback? And you've still got that fourth, fifth, or sixth pick if one of the other quarterbacks is the guy. So that's another thing to consider. That's interesting. No one really brought that up much, but a Marvin Harrison Jr. and then, like, I'm a big Michael Penix Jr. fan, but they're saying he's not even going to go in the first round. He's like a second-round pick. Well, Harrison Jr. is going second. Right. Somebody is going to use that first-round pick either on Williams or maybe May. But, right. And then after that. Well, I mean, uh, and then there could be another trade to get the one of those two who wasn't taken, depending on what teams think of him. But Harrison isn't lasting any more than third. No, not at and all. And he probably is the best player in the draft. And if I'm the Bears and I know I can get my quarterback also in the first round, then I've really gotten better. Yeah, and then you got you got your second-round pick to – couple second-round picks to feel good about yourself, too. All right, let's go ahead and take a break. Uh, I have a, a question for Hub, and it's about a guy we haven't spoke much about lately, and it is Darnell Mooney, and whether and, or what his future looks like. Uh, maybe not even just with the Chicago Bears, but, but the rest of the NFL, some potential suitors. Uh, we'll talk about that and uh, maybe take a couple more phone calls as well. It's Gabe Ramirez. It's Hub Arkish. It's Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.